Hello, everybody. Again, again, it's the classic music. It's the classic music. But we're 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 making the turn. I haven't forgot about you. Ooh, and before I forget, uh, we got we got Liberty Gypsy over there in the Good the far reaches morning. of morning, wherever you're camping uh, this week when you're ever moving uh, Gypsy Camp. Guess what I just got in the email. This is exciting. What? A new look for the Loftus Party logo. You know how we got the uh, the flying fire-breathing tiger? Yeah. Well, uh, our very cool art dude uh, is on it, and it, it, we're not completely redesigning it, but we're just – we're making some little tweaks, and it is exciting. It is exciting. The new shirts are going to be fantastic. Just going to be fantastic. Yes, I'm very excited. I got a very, I have a very good attitude. And here's, oh, here's the other big piece of news. I'm on uh, uh, jet lag day two. My sleep schedule is jacked up. I went from uh, Los Angeles to New York uh, a couple days ago, and still can't, still can't catch up. Jet lag is the worst, and the older I get, the worse it gets. That is the truth, and my my body just doesn't know if it's coming or, or going. So it's a weird one. It's a freak. We got a great show. We've got uh, we got uh, Sam Janney rhymes with Fanny. You might know her as Politi Bunny. We uh, we talked to her. That's great. She's awesome. Huge on Twitter. Big. She's a very important person. Mover and a shaker. Mover and a shaker. So here's what we're gonna do before we get to the our uh, interview with Sam. We're going to talk a little bit of politics. Now, the first thing I know on your list when we're talking uh, about what we want to talk about, you're like the DNC lawsuit. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I completely forgot. That's how that's how important it is to me. It's not that, that it's even important. It's just that it's so a ridiculous and B, it's like they don't even understand what happens in a lawsuit. Who are they? Who are they suing? They're suing, They're suing uh, the Trump campaign specifically and WikiLeaks, which I'm not even sure they can do because that's like in another country. I guess you could sue them. I, I mean, maybe, you maybe can, you could but you're not going to get anything out of them. I mean, Julian Assange is sitting where? What in Ecuador? Uh, the Ecuadorian embassy. Yeah, and I think he's in England though. Oh, okay. Well, I. I, I I just – I don't understand this at all because there were so many skeevy things that happened when they claimed they were hacked and with John Podesta's phishing email, like, yeah, dude, the Nigerian prince really isn't going to send you money. Um, and they never let the FBI examine their servers to support the idea that they had been hacked by a foreign entity. They had some – Democrat linked computer company do that examination and the FBI just took their statement of fact as fact. What do you think the first thing the defense is going to start subpoenaing when those are the complaints? It's I want to look at your servers, your servers, your servers, all the things they have tried to hide from. And you know what else I hope gets dragged into this, don't you? Those R1 no. brothers or whatever the heck. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I want to have a serious sit down with those dudes. No that is the kidding. story that is so underreported. So those... underreported and looks so bad for Debbie Wasserman Schultz. It's skeevy. And, and I'm sure you listen to this podcast, you know what's going on. There are these IT specialists, but they're from like Pakistan or something. Yeah. And they come in, they're getting top dollar for doing really weird work. 
then one guy tries to flee the country and he sent a bunch of money over to Pakistan. And yeah, it looks really, really and super Stupid dubious, man. super dubious. Mm. Well, you know, those servers are gone. Those things are going to be gone. You can you can say as, as the, hey, I'm the defense. Uh, I'm Trump's legal counsel. It's Rudy Giuliani now. But those servers are gone. You can you can say and because obviously they don't care. I mean, we, you know, we sub- subpoenaed uh, Hillary's stuff a million years ago. And it's like, oh, oh, no, no, no. Those we I bit washed those and acid cleaned them. I'm going to look through and- these emails and decide which ones y'all actually get i mean that was just the biggest and you know i think all of that garbage is all coming home to roost very shortly it's that's that's the great thing about this and i know we've been saying it on this show for the longest time it's one of the wonderful things about trump being so polarizing is that it's it's forcing all these issues it's there's like these these unintended consequences they go after trump they sue Trump, so now we get to subpoena stuff of yours, and it's like they, they just keep getting boomeranged. It's fantastic, and like uh, the the Jim Comey boomerang just oh, continues, just continues, and it's wonderful to see. Uh, like, first of all, you guys, if j- just let's just play uh, f- fair and balanced here. Jim Comey, a dude who n- never takes notes about his meetings with Obama, never takes notes about his. Meetings with Hillary. Suddenly, I'm going to write down everything about Donald Trump. I'm going to write down every single little thing, and like, and what kind of that's not weird, right? And what kind of a dick goes into a meeting with the President of the United States? And there's other people around there, and he's like, "Hey, we got some uh, information about some Russian hookers and some pee-pee. and like, never says it's part of this other. It's like, obviously, just trying to bait Donald Trump. That guy and his little leaking ways. I can't. Wait to watch Comey go down. I can't wait. And now the dude that he gave the memos to leak is saying he's his attorney. No, you're not. No, you're not. I want the I want the retainer dated prior to the leak. No, you're not. You're not his attorney. Now you're trying to claim privilege. Yeah. In a situation that if there was classified information, you're not even going to be able to use privilege because that's a crime. You're not allowed to help your client commit a crime. So stop it. Just stop it. I saw a dude on – oh my gosh. What show was I watching? Uh, oh, it was the, the Ingram Angle. And uh, she was interviewing some former undersecretary for the blah, blah, blah division. And he is talking about how much trouble, in his opinion – Comey is in. He goes, because when he first started, like back in 19, it was an older dude, like 1972 or whatever, he's sitting down at a meeting and he's taking some notes. He's taking some notes. And at the end of the meeting, he gets up and a big head honcho just like puts his hand on the guy's notebooks and just writes uh, top secret, no clearance. And like, (laughs) like just by taking notes, you're it's a classified meeting. You're discussing classified material. The fact that you took notes, and I don't care if they're they're my personal recollections. I don't give a damn. The, that's classified material. You can't be leaking that to your buddy uh, to have him get it out to CNN. Oh, it's it's lovely. Oh, it's just it's lovely. lovely. But and I mean, he people who are listening to like every Comey interview, and I'm not. Please understand, I'm not. I was done with Jim Comey when he got up and said Hillary Clinton's Hillary Clinton did everything wrong. <laughs> she did all this horrible stuff, but I don't believe she intended to, so we're not going to charge her. 
I mean, and, he literally and, stood yes. in front of the entire United States and made new law. Yeah. He goes, I'm she like, did this. She you. did that. She did you. this. She did that. She also did this. She did and this. She did and she this did too. that. Mm-hmm. Here's a long, long list of things that she did wrong. However, I don't think she meant to. And there is not a court in the land that would pursue this case. I remember those. And there's not a court. <laughs> Meanwhile, that kid who accidentally had a picture of a submarine on his laptop is rotting in jail going, right. really? You really? can't imagine a court in the land? Because mm-hmm. they found my ass guilty. I, I, like, yeah, so I was done with James Comey then. So I only really see, so, it, it, you know, I, the thing that is amazing to me is he's going on all of these different shows and he's saying different stuff. Like about this, about Andrew McCabe, about his relationship with Trump, about whatever. Like he's literally saying different stuff on different outlets, and then it's different than what he wrote in the book. Yes, and it's also wonderful to see the other people who were there at this meeting that he describes going, that's not what happened at all. He did this, and he did, oh, it's it's great. He's It's it's all coming unraveled, and, and he's it, it's so transparent now. His little, I'm just a, I'm just a, a Boy Scout I'm good guy. I just want to be... Yeah, I just I'm, I just care about the law. And Donald Trump intimidated me, and then then he asked me to take a loyalty pledge. Stop Duh. it! It's hilarious. Well, it's hilarious. It, it, not only that, I mean, this entire book, this entire book tour is nothing, nothing, nothing other than his way to try to get back in the fold because he knows they all blame him for Hillary losing. You know who he needs to hook up with? He needs to hook up with Donna Brazil. Yeah, right. They need to start defending him. I bet. I bet she has. Let's not forget her book where she threw everybody under the bus. Well, now Amy Cho. What's her last name? Chozik. Don't even know who you're talking about. She was on the Hillary Clinton campaign, and I mean, if you read her timeline during the election, you're just like, whoa, 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 right? Um, (laughs) Like hurl worthy adoration for Hillary Clinton. now she's written a book, and one of the allegations in the book is there was a fair amount of Me Too going on in the Clinton campaign, and nobody ever said anything. Of course not. Of course <laughs> not, because it was before Me Too, and it was a different day. It's And it was it was Hillary Clinton, and we couldn't not get her elected, and blah, 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 blah. And because there was probably a so- very good reason. It, it was probably be, a very good reason. It would be so highly unusual for Hillary Clinton to turn a blind eye to some kind of sexual harassment, right? She has no track record of ever doing that. It would be completely unlike. It's not like her husband was out there doing yeah. stuff oh, that she absolutely Lord. knew about. So here's I what I actually, found. I might actually go into Barnes and Noble and open the Chosick book just to that chapter so I can read it and then put it back on the shelf. It's it's wonderful. <laughs> the, the selective the selective memory and, and what I keep coming back to. Uh, this, it, it is, it is truly bizarre when you, when you stand back and think about it. So you had this, uh, the, the steel dossier, mm-hmm. uh, paid for by the DNC, yep. which they should be in trouble for that, but they're not. It seems like a campaign violation, foreign powers and ex foreign spies, blah, 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 making stuff up, unverified accounts. So you got this unverified thing, uh, and it all comes back to the, you know, Russians might have something on Trump's, but it's all, it's all unverified, yada, yada. Comey goes in, tells Trump about that. 
tries to stir up the pot, leaks it to CNN, and then we get, uh, and then we get, you know, holy smoke, we need to have somebody look into this. That's like the whole Mueller investigation, which in that meeting, and even to, according to to Jim Comey, uh, Trump is like, yeah, man, if there were some Russians involved, let's find them. Yeah, I know. So that whole idea of obstruction of justice, gone, gone. See ya. Yes. And then you go back like you were talking about that the, that book you want to open up. Then I go back to my uh, interview with the girl who co-wrote that book, Shattered, where they document after Hillary lost, they're like, let's blame the Russians. Like they made it up in the room. Oh, and I it's know. it's I, oh, I know, you know, <laughs> like for the people listening, it's all so crazy. It's really insane. How fast? Once the Republicans in Congress got those Comey memos, how fast did they hit the Washington Post? I don't know. How minutes, fast was it? Minutes. I mean, I'm talking 30 minutes or less. Well, yeah. Ev- ev- that knows was just like dumped so freaking fast. It just, and I'm going, okay, so Congress had to ask for them for months, right? They've been yes. wanting these these extemporaneous notes ever since they found out they existed when his friend gave them to the, the New York Times, right? They've yeah. been wanting to yeah. see them. They finally get them and boom, they hit the Washington Post. And they weren't that bombastic. Well, no, 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 because here's the thing. So you know how much we love Cheryl Atkinson, right? Oh, yes. Cheryl Atkinson is very good. So as the memos are dropping, I'm scrolling through Twitter, right? And I come across Cheryl Atkinson, and she's actually quoting Devin Nunes. And he's saying the memos are startling for both what is in them and what is not. And he was going through a bunch of stuff, and she was quoting him verbatim as he was talking. And that made sense to me. If I went back out to my press list, everybody else was like, Donald Trump said Russia had the best hookers. What? Yes. Yes, it is. It, it Here's the thing that, that frightens me is uh, the FBI slow plays this, slow plays this. And it's it's all in Cheryl's book. Oh, I know. It's it's all there. It's just it's a formula. We, well, we'll get them to you. It's going to take a while. We'll get them. It's going to take a while. Well, we're we're putting it together. We have to make sure. And they just slow play, slow play. Hopefully, you know, the news cycle moves on. And they're like, we can't give them. We can't give them. And then you read them and like, what in the holy hell were you were you waiting for? What was what was the big to do that the American people couldn't see this? What was the big to do that you wouldn't release these to Congress? Yeah, there was nothing there. It's and it is. That's the part that's outrageous. And and my heart always goes out to Cheryl, knowing that she was one of those reporters uh, that was tapped and that was spied on. And the FBI has a file on her, and they still won't let her see her file. Oh, I, know. I mean, she's been going toe to toe with the, these guys. Forever. It's got to be going like ten years now. Well, that was it's the same crazy. time they did James Rosen, right? Yeah, James yeah. Rosen disappeared. I think he got me tooed. Yeah, he got me tooed. What was he doing? What was the what's the scuttlebutt you know, on, on I, Rosen? I didn't look because I've always liked James Rosen and I just didn't want to know. Yeah. You know, there's some, you. there's some things that I just I you know, but you know, I, <laughs> the, the entire me too thing just went crazy cuz now we got Mariah Carey. <laughs> what? What did Mariah Carey do? Uh, Mariah Carey is being accused by one of her former um uh, tour people, you know, one of the former people on her staff of, of sexually harassing him. 
guy or uh, a dude? A dude. Oh, tough spot for that guy. Tough spot for that guy. Well, she's I wonder, crazy though, isn't she? Oh, she's straight up cray cray. Okay. However, however, mm, yeah, I think. <laughs> you think you can I mean, get over that? Not if. Here's the deal. Not if she's my boss. Like, okay. like I'm thinking like, okay, so let's just play make believe. I'm a, I'm a single dude. I'm at a bar. Mariah Carey walks in. She's hammered. She starts me too. And me, I I'd, I'd me too her back. Okay. <laughs> However, if I'm, if, if she is, uh, if she's paying the bills, if I'm uh, working on the tour and all of a sudden drunk Mariah comes over and starts me too. And me, that is awkward because yeah. she's the boss. It no. dude might have a suit. He might have a suit. Well, and you know, I can't say I never heard of it before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's here's what I want to keep everybody. I don't have a bit for this. I just want everybody to keep their ears open for this because I, I look for patterns. You know, comedically. Here's the thing: when the left really, really wants a story to go, it's the end of the world. It's the end of the world. It's the end of the world. And then when it doesn't get traction, they say, "Well, the situation finally calmed down." There was like three people on the Sunday shows that were saying that now. They're trying to get traction with like the hooker memo and all this and the, the hooker, 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 you know. And they, I I don't know how many times CNN said uh, P, 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 golden showers, P. They're like really trying to make it salacious. And now they're going, well, the situation finally calmed down. And it's like it's just I don't I don't know. The, I don't know the bit. I don't know the joke. I just think it's funny uh, for a person to go running around. A uh, um, uh, what do you? Oh golly, like a, a china shop. You got a person in a china shop with a hammer, and they're running around smashing all the pieces of china. And then they get done, and they go, "Well, the situation calmed down. Good news, America." It's like you were the only people worked up about it. I'm just glad the situation finally calmed down. Well, the the Russian situation finally calmed down. It should be the drinking game. You have to watch the Sunday show and take a big uh, drink of a Bloody Mary whenever they say, the situation, calm down. Oh, Jesus. It's you know, when I, you know when I was done with the dossier? When? When Comey testified in front of Congress and said, yes, I told Donald Trump three times he was not under investigation for the allegations in that dossier. Yes. And now Rod Rosenstein has confirmed that the president himself is not under investigation. Nobody reports that stuff. Nobody. No, they really don't. But here's the it's all it's also a semantics thing. He's not the target of the investigation, which I just think is I wouldn't wrap myself up too big and I'm not the target because it looks like there's a boatload of people who aren't the target uh, who are going down, Mm -hmm. who are going down. Like uh, like old Jimmy Flynn went down. Okay, before before we run out of time on our uh, political segments, we're gonna have some some fond remembrances of uh, Barbara Bush, classy lady, classy Very lady. Liked Barbara, I did too. I didn't know about her daughter. No, I I I seen well, I knew something like that had happened. They had lost a child, but I didn't realize how young she was when she died. Yeah, I guess yeah. she was three, and that's I guess yeah. that's when Barbara's hair turned white, and yep. like, oh man, you know what? I went when I was on the on the road. Uh, there was a a bunch of comics who did this joke about, hey, there's already a woman on the on our money. There's already a woman on the money. You look at the one dollar bill. There's Barbara Bush, <laughs> and it was just so lame and and cheap. 
Uh, I didn't have strong feelings about her when she was in the White House. She just kind of seemed like she was there. But right after her death, you hear these stories and how she really was like she was like the queen bee of the whole Bush dynasty. Well, she was like the glue. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the other interesting thing, because you have all these awful people on social media saying awful things, um, she and George H.W. Bush had raised about a billion dollars for charity in the course of their life. And the vast majority of that money went to family literacy to fight poverty, mm -hmm. um, along with things like solving the homelessness pop or homelessness problem in the HIV AIDS population. I mean, they did a lot of charity work um, for people who were economically challenged, people who were skills challenged, and people who were literally down and out. And that doesn't get a lot of publicity. No, that doesn't get any publicity. All her uh, literary work mm -hmm. and helping literacy. and uh, But she seemed like a, a cool broad. Yeah. A really cool broad. There was she actually – a great clip. I think they were they were participating in a in a pre tape for a roast for uh, Bob Hope. Oh yeah. And yeah, I'll have to send it to you. I got it via email. It just made me cry laughing because she had to go through like four takes, and there's George laughing so hard he's literally snorting. I mean, it was one of the best blooper reels I've ever seen. That's fantastic. <laughs> here's here's what I liked. Uh, she did the uh, she didn't want medical attention. She's like, mm -hmm. yep. I'm I'm on my way. I'm gonna leave this earth and go meet my heavenly reward. So she told the doctors just kind of stand down, and she did the hospice thing. She had a glass of bourbon, which is just, I think, just cool. That is just cool. Uh, and and then I found out this quote during the whole uh, Bill Clinton. Uh, Monica Lewinsky thing, and then Bill gets in trouble for perjury. Mm -hmm. I guess Barbara Bush. I wanna, I wanna think this is real. Somebody quoted her as as saying this, and I saw it on uh, uh, Twitter. She goes, "Of course, Bill Clinton lied. A man might forget to pay a bill. A man might forget where he left his car keys. But a dude never forgets oral sex, no matter how bad it was." <laughs> <laughs> really. Yes, that oh supposedly goodness. is a Barbara Bush quote, and that's I just great. love her for it. Okay, we've got an interview. That's a great uh, segue. We're going from Twitter to Twitchy. We uh, we got an interview with with Sam Janney. You guys know her from social media as Polita Bunny. Here we are. We're going to sit down and chat her up. The bunny, the foo, is in the house. You guys, um, our quest for the finest in interviews continues. Now, if you have been on Twitter for like ever, you know the ne our next guest. She's fantastic. We're thrilled to have her. Sam Janney. Janney like Fanny. You know her as Politabunny. Just launching nukes left and right. Sam, so thank you so much for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. You really make <laughs> You made me sound totally important. Thanks for that. You are, <laughs> you are totally important. You that was are, funny. Now, yeah. I, I, there, there's so much I want to talk about, and I don't sure. want to take up your whole day because that's the worst. Yeah. When, when you agree to be on somebody's podcast, and all of a sudden the 15-minute mark goes by, then the half-hour mark goes by, and then all of a sudden you realize, holy crap, I'm the whole show. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'm always the whole show when I come on a show, but that's fine. 
We can do this for Whoa. 20 minutes. We're good. Yeah. You know what? We're just, we're going to, we're going to hit it and quit it. Hit Here's it what I want to know. Okay. I'm, I'm relatively, I feel like I'm new to Twitter. I'm not. Uh, I've been, I've been on there for a couple of years with, with the Loftest Party Twitter account. And so uh, it's not the, the biggest account. I, I used to do the Crowdfire, not doing that anymore. There's sure. so many just lame, uh, horrible things. You're crushing it on Twitter. You do this thing, uh, you do uh, Twitchy. Now, what what is what is Twitchy exactly? I always thought that was like an offshoot of Twitter, but I guess it's not. It's its own website. It is. Um, well, originally, Twitchy was founded by Michelle Malkin several years ago, and Michelle did it for a while with her husband and some other folks. And then um, Town Hall Media came along, which is a subsidiary of Salem Media, and they bought it. Oh. Now, yeah, so it's it's a full-fledged website on its own. Uh, it is a town hall property. And basically what Twitchy really is, now it used to be about what people are saying on Twitter. Yeah. And, you know, we, we try really hard uh, to bring in the news, but um, I'm a writer for the site, and I am not great at – I'm not a journalist by any means. Uh, we find a lot in, in media that a lot of conservative voices, they expect us to be very serious and have a stick up our backside, and we try really hard to be normal or even just a little, you know, bizarre or funny or whatever you want to call it. We try not to be overly um, worried about being professional all the time, I guess. That's good. Yeah, so we have fun with it. We laugh a lot. We make fun of a lot of liberals and a lot of crazy people and a lot of Hollywood people, and uh, we have a good time. And people actually read us and pay attention to us, so we're really blessed. I'll tell you that. I I enjoy it. I always thought it was. And this is just me just being lame. I always thought it was. It was <laughs> like an offshoot of Twitter. Like it was almost like a uh, an in depth. Here's what's trending. Sure. You know what I'm saying? But I, I like uh, I like the fact that uh, Town Hall did it and Michelle Malkin started. I like it. However, uh, I will say this. Uh, I'm I'm now uh, terrified of Twitter. It's not as fun as it used to be. Oh, it's horrible. It's it, not it, fun at all. Nope. Now, how, when, did, when did you start? Well, okay, it's kind of a long story. I actually started my account in 2009. And I came on Twitter and I hated it and I couldn't figure out the lingo and I felt like I was completely confused and nobody was talking to me. So I totally bailed on it and went back to Facebook. But then in 2000 and I think it was 13, I got in trouble on Facebook and they put me in Facebook jail for 30 days and I ended up back over on Twitter and then it just kind of took off from there. So really the account is about nine years old, but I've only been doing it um, for the most part, for about five years. Hey, how how did you get the name uh, Polita Bunny? Well, originally it was GOP Bunny, gotcha. um, but, but then the Republicans pissed me off, and so I dropped the GOP from my name, and Polita just kind of worked. Um, and it originally was Bunny because um, back in 2010, when I first really got involved politically, I was really irritated with what was going on in the state of Wisconsin with Governor Walker and all of the multiple recalls and the crazy people shaking their fists and protesting in the Capitol. So um, I was debating this, and he told me this, this very angry gay waiter. Um, we were having a very heated discussion. That was my, that was my original uh, Twitter name, angry <laughs> gay a, waiter. You were angry gay waiter. Well, angry gay waiter. I was AGW. <laughs> hey, man, whatever works for you, not judging. Um, but he was really angry with me in this discussion, and I, I have somewhat of a moderate overbite. I, I don't apologize for that. And um, he said, silly rabbit tricks are for kids. And I was like, this son of a bitch just called me rabbit. <laughs> so it's, 
<laughs> and at first I was really kind of mad because I'm like, well, that was really rude. And I got all self-conscious because I have an overbite and I've had buck teeth my whole life. And but then I'm like, I can make this work. And then it became, yeah, the bunny. And then it was first it was killer bunny foo-foo. Uh, and then it was just the foo because killer bunny foo-foo is really freaking long. And so it is. foo is Polita bunny. And then I kind of had to become myself I was going to write and be taken seriously or not seriously so then Sam came along too and that's kind of the where Bunny came from now have you have you uh, received any cease and desist orders uh, from the Foo Fighters <laughs> no luckily I have not uh, I don't know if they even know I exist uh, Foo came from a follower I was really just Bunny for a while and then a follower he was like you know you really should find a way to work in Bunny Foo Foo because Bunny Fufu, you know, bops people on the head, and it became the chainsaw thing. We were chainsawing people, and it's a really violent account, I guess, but it, it works for some reason. Conservatives like rabbit women with chainsaws, and the, there you have it. Well, the, and the other thing is, you get the, uh, you also get the, like the Playboy bunny thing. There's yeah. a, the bunny, the bunny cuts both ways. It really does. Uh, you've got you've got the cuteness of the actual bunny. You got the sexiness of like the the Playboy bunny, and then you just have the raw terror. Of, of bunny. little bunny foo-foo. Well, and then the rabbit, of course, from Monty Python is really the one I see the most. Although, when I'm debating any kind of liberal female, they always throw that, oh, you're a bunny, you're going to go sit in Trump's lap. Oh, you're such a slut and stupid girl. And it, it's just so weak. Really, I have nothing to do with Playboy Bunny. It, it really, I really go towards the killer rabbit more than anything else. But, you know, whatever works and that's that a, gets people That's a good gif. That's a good, you know, they've, they've got the, the rabbit attacking uh Monty Python. Now, I'm okay. All right. So, so, so you've been around the block. Yeah. You've seen uh, conservative voices be silenced. Here's here's my little thing. Sure. I, and and I'm trying to be fun and lighter. I'm a comedian. That's where I come from. Sure. Uh, the Loftus Party. We're just trying to have fun and pimp some uh, life, liberty, it. and some serious happiness. Please be funny, because people have lost their damn senses of humor. So please keep doing that. We need more of that. I am trying. I am trying. I am trying. Yeah. So very hard. However, I I really do believe that now the guy, uh, what was his name? Jack from uh, from Twitter. Yes, Jack. We we just know that dude leans to the left hard. Hard. Yeah. And they are just. And here's how here's how naive I truly am. I was gonna do. I was gonna tweet something out for like, uh, for Hump Day, Wednesday Hump Day. So mm. I went to the, I went to. The, I went to the hashtag for the first time. Oh, for the God. first time, I went to the hashtag Hump Day. <laughs> I had no idea, <laughs> no idea, the level of like straight out porn. Like, oh, it's bad. <laughs> I, I, I literally, and, and and I'm not. I didn't just fall off the, the turnip truck. But like, they're kicking conservatives off Twitter. It seems like left and right. Like every every week, there's a new one who's violated some terms of service, whatever. I didn't yeah. know there was straight up porn. Oh yeah. On on Twitter, so I think uh, Jack and uh, and our friend uh, Mark Zuckerberg over at Facebook. Here's what I think it is, and let, tell me if you think I'm right. I, I think they're trying to make us out out to be the weirdos. I think they're just trying to. They have a percentage of conservatives that they will allow on mm -hmm. these on these forums, Certain and it's going to be like. It's going to be like, yes, yes, mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. going to be 90% uh, liberal, 10% uh, conservative. So if you have these ideas, if you have like these uh, pro-America, pro-capitalist, pro-entrepreneur, that you're the weirdo. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Well, they want us to be the bad guys. They need us to be the villains so that they can pretend that they're the good guys and they're saving everybody. Yes. They have this complex, and I don't know if it's because they're just that insecure in who they are or their ideas, but they desperately need to create victims, and they need us to be the ones who are hurting these people so they can swoop in and save them. So regardless of what the topic on hand is, somehow the conservatives are always the bad guy, and it is the left always trying to be the good guys. And and it's stupid, but it works for these folks. It really does. It it really does, and it's it's yeah. so it's so uh, like devious. It, it, it is seems- devious, and it's but it's and it's deliberate. And what's interesting is we've always kind of known they were doing this. You know, we and then they'd make fun of us and say, you know, you're wearing tinfoil on your head or whatever. But the reality is they have been trying to shut down certain voices for years, and now that at least they're they're done hiding it. You know, they're just yeah, doing that's. It. And I was how disappointed were you uh, at the at the congressional hearings. Uh, with Zuckerberg, where, you know, boy, they I, gave that guy a pass. Well, I was really so distracted by how robotic the poor guy looked, and he was sitting on a sitting on a booster seat that I had a really hard time even paying attention to what they were doing. Um, and the fact that these people are probably clueless about social media in general, and they're talking to this guy and trying to get him to explain what his platform and what it is he does, and, you know, it, it was really all a joke. And plus, considering Zuckerberg is what given 85 percent of that committee some kind of money or a gift, you know, it was just a joke. And they're not going to do anything about it. You know, Diamond and Silk, I don't if you even if you're not a fan, and I'm not. But, if you know, people like them. They watch them. Uh, the gals who are the Trump supporters, they have, you know, the two black women who have their huge following. Well, suddenly their traffic started dolling off and they claim Facebook was doing it on purpose. Facebook says they weren't. You know, there it's just. It's constant. It's really bad on Facebook, and it's really bad on Twitter. And and it's like at this point, if you don't laugh, you'll never stop crying about it. Well, that is that is um, where I want to be. That's seriously where I want to be. Uh, but like Diamond and Silk, I I find them entertaining. You know, it is what it is. Sure. I find them, but like, they seem incredibly nice. They don't use foul language. Nope. And they're not out there saying pick up your guns and let's. You know, no, let's start not. killing people. But like to have them get kicked off uh, of Facebook, right. that that really terrified me. Oh, and it made me furious. People who've listened to this podcast and are regular listeners, I apologize because I go about if you don't exist on Facebook and if you don't exist on Twitter, uh, well, then you've got Instagram left. I think that's where Milo. I think that's his last. I think that's Milo's Milo. Yeah. Yeah, and then Roseanne Barr's uh, son, Jake Pentland, he had a pretty, I wouldn't say popular, but well, you know, it's a decent podcast, but it was pretty foul, and he got in trouble finally on Twitter, and he's also on Instagram now because they won't let him come back. Wow. Yeah. Oh, no, Jake used to do a really great show. Um, I can't say the name of his co-host because it has the C word in it, but they were they were very much about free speech, and uh, there was nothing that was too out there for them to talk about. I was on his show. He came on my show. I really enjoyed him. Uh, for being Roseanne's son, he is very libertarian. Um, you know, he was just really great, and he told great stories about his mom. But he was very direct on Twitter. He hates the whole political identity piece. He really wants you to talk about, you know, the issues and not the people with the issues. And he's done. Wow. He crossed well, the line somewhere. Yep. It's uh, it's terrifying. I like like I found Milo's, I found I found uh, Milo's uh, Twitter to be hilarious. <laughs> and you know who else was really hilarious? That that Martin Shkreli guy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, and Milo, you can't 
the thing with Milo is as long as you knew Milo was just being Milo, there was really nothing there to be all that offended about. It was just Milo. He was annoying, you know, or he was funny and whatever he was, it was just Milo. But people had to make it into something it wasn't. Then it became that he became much bigger than he ever would have if they had to shut up and let him do his thing. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, so you literally, you, you, you're working at Twitchy, you, you're talking about the news, you've got the awesome, uh, Twitter, and I know you, you're, you're not a, uh, Trump person, uh, nor are you a Hillary person. You're one of those independent people. One of those weirdos who can't figure out what they're doing. Yeah, that's me. I'm politically homeless. How does that feel to be trapped in the middle like that? It was awful. It really sucked. Um, because, you know, for so long, and I hate to say, gosh, I miss when Obama was president because he was awful. But at least when he was president, you know, the right all kind of worked together and we all knew what we needed to do to make things right. But then Donald Trump came along and a lot of us were like, whoa, this is this is not cool and we can't accept this and he's not really one of us. And it was really ugly. Uh, and then you have people who have been following you forever as friends trying to destroy you in real life because you refuse to get on the Trump train, but you can't stand Hillary. It was awful. It was a terrible place to be in. It's still difficult. But what I think what a lot of us have done who have kind of – so we can't vote for the guy, but we're, what we're going to do is we're going to look at what he does right and what he does wrong and give him credit when he does something right and call him out when he does something wrong and hope he figures everything out as he goes. I think that's how it's supposed to work. Now, has it gone? Because uh, I know it's all it's all fear because because, you know, Trump is uh, he is Hitler. He is the, <laughs> the Antichrist. Literally. He is Literally. the head of the Clan. Yeah. You yeah. Know. Yeah. He's I a mean, it's. Guy. It's the worst, and I've, I've been doing this bit on stage about, like, I feel bad for the people who watch MSNBC and the regular news because they've got to be terrified because every day it's the end. Every day gonna, it's the end. He's going to kill us all, and he's literally Hitler, and I don't know how he has time to be so evil and get all this mean stuff done, but whatever. No. How do you how do you feel about the Trump presidency right now? You've got to be – I think he's like, okay. I yeah. think of, you know, I mean, it's like, oh, it's not as bad as I thought. And he says a lot of stupid crap and I have to ignore him when he tweets or I'm going to lose my mind and, you know, go crazy when I see it. But overall, I think as far as what he's getting done, it works. Taxes are lower. Jobs are going up. The economy is going better. He needs to do some serious spending cuts, but that's not happened yet. Um, you know, I, I think he has surprised me being better than I thought he would be. And at the same time, I'm really glad Hillary lost because she is the devil. So, you know, there's that weird – it's a weird place to be in because you don't like the guy, but you're really grateful that evil bitch didn't win. So it's kind of in the middle, you know. I, I started off uh, – Trump wasn't my guy. Yeah. And then as I've seen him develop, I am I am now like <laughs> I'm, I'm so on the Trump train. It's insane. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like I got sucked in to the, the Trump black hole vortex. It's like as – just I mean, to watch him get attacked, I have never seen anything like this. I have oh, no, never seen anything like this where every single day it's the end of the world. I've never oh. seen anybody – and just the fact that he can survive these attacks. Oh, it is crazy. You have I've never seen a president so hated by the media and the left. And I mean, you have to understand even no matter what Republican won, they were going to lose their damn minds because this is what they do. But yes. The reaction that Trump has garnered from the left is spectacular and not in a good way. It is it is beyond insane. It's like, oh, my God, look, Trump did something stupid. I wish he wouldn't. Oh, the left just did something worse. OK. And it's this constant building of crazy. And he I don't know. I, I think your point is valid. The fact that he can survive that must say a lot for it, because I don't know that I would survive that. That's insanity. 
It's I, I watched I watch uh, Chris Wallace uh, interview uh, the the French I don't, I don't know about the president prime minister Macron 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 and that dude that dude is so down with Trump it's crazy. Well, they they like each other and I mean, they North, do North Korea. He's you know he's denuclearizing the peninsula. And it's insane. It's crazy. This guy you know who says something terrible to Megyn Kelly about bleeding out of her wherever you know. There, there's something that he's doing right. Either he's getting out of the way and letting the people he hired do what they're supposed to, or he's doing he, he he's playing dumb and he's way smarter than we realize. But he's doing uh, something right. I'll give you that. I just think he talks smack like a regular New Yorker. And that's probably a really good point, and I think that's one of the reasons why he won. It really is. You yeah. you I I I uh I split my time between New York and Los Angeles, and so I'm, w- when I'm in New York and it's a huge culture shock. Everybody talks smack. Like I'm out on Long Island, and you go into Target, and like I'm not paying twenty. I'm not paying two fifty for that sweater. I'm not doing it. And they're like, y- you have to. That coupon's expired. They're like, okay. Like they, they talk so much smack, and they fold so easy. And that's like literally who's. And I I love it. I love the the fire and fury, all of it. And I tell you what, if he can make this North North Korea South Korea thing happen, yeah, how hilarious. What well, if you're on the if you're on the Nobel Prize committee? If you're on, you have to give it to him. You have to. But you know what what they're going to do now, and this is already what they're starting to do is, hey guys, don't be fooled by this because the only reason that North Korea would do this is because they've already got every nuclear weapon they want, and Donald Trump is too stupid to see that, and blah blah blah. They're always going to spin whatever happens, and when, if it's a good thing, it's going to become a bad thing. No matter what he does, the guy could cure cancer, and they're going to be like, "Okay, well, all these oncologists are out of work now. Thanks a lot, Trump." You know, they're going. I'm not kidding. Away. Yeah, I'm. I'm about to quote Mike Mike Huckabee. Don't that's do how. That. That's that. I'm going to do it. Here I'm I gonna go. Hang, I'm going to hang up on you. Don't do I'm, <laughs> don't. Don't you? Look, don't but Huckabee is like Huckabee's like Trump could walk on water, and then like the New York Times would be like, "Man, he can't even swim." And you know, and I, but see, that's why I think the adults in the room have to say, okay, I don't like the guy, but he's doing some good things. So here's here's the terrifying notion. I'm going to circle back to this. Okay. I think they're trying to marginalize uh, voices like yourself and yeah. and and like myself, anyone, um, uh, to 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 make us, uh, you know, less than. And then I think what's going to happen at some point, they're going to realize that they can steer the population. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you think about social media and I always talk to my husband, I'm like, my God, people are so angry and they hate each other. He's like, people have always hated each other, Sam. They just now they have a better way of expressing how much they hate each other because they have social media. Social media is an incredible and powerful tool. And if they can control that, they can control the population. I absolutely agree. Yeah. If you look at and this is just my armchair uh, sociologist and just how uh, the media was able to change America's views on gay marriage, just l- like in, in the blink of an eye. Right. Absolutely. In the blink of an eye. And now uh, Saudi Arabia, g- God bless Saudi Arabia, they're doing it too. Like they're quietly uh, keep your keep your eye on Saudi Arabia. They're they're quietly rejoining the rest of us in the 21st century. Well, been watching them because they're having the WWE is going to be there on Friday, and my family is a huge WWE thing. And yeah, you know we're crazy rednecks, but anyway, um, they're going to be WWE is going to be there with a live event on Friday in Saudi Arabia. They're not bringing any women with them though, which I think is fascinating. 
Well, because of the because of the outfit. Yeah. But like, um, I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up and then I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go. Uh, do you follow Thomas Wichter? I don't follow Thomas, but I know Thomas. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that dude is interesting as interesting. all get out. He is. is but he's got this weird fashion. He's got the I love I love it. His bizarre fascination with flamethrowers and yep. his his bizarre fascination, which I think is paying off with Saudi Arabia, because like uh, six months ago, he's like, hey, I'm watching this. And uh, you might want to know that uh, women can be out uh, alone after dark in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I'm like, thanks for the update. Saudi. And he goes, listen, they're changing the culture. Yep. They the, and they are they like are. a a woman uh, runs the newspaper now. The royal family used to run it. Now there's a woman running it. And she, she, they have edit an editorial page, and they criticize. And she's like, and and Wichter's like, watch them as they slowly but surely change the culture. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And if if I really think it's going on in the United States, and I I, I just don't like being a sheep. I don't like no. being steered anywhere. But I think that's probably why you lean more towards a libertarian or a conservative voice is that there's always this need for us to be individuals and have our own voices and respect other people as individuals. We don't go in groups. We don't follow along. We think for ourselves. And I think that's why we have so much trouble getting along sometimes is none of us can agree. Um, but I, I, I think like with Wichter, um, he knows he's saying some crazy stuff and he's going to play that. And he's going to use that. And that works for me. I, I have never in my life chainsawed a human being. But if I talk about how I break out a chainsaw, people freaking love it. And, and they love the idea that this crazy woman is, you know, going to hurt some liberal and cut them up. I mean, and it, we know we're not going to do that. But if yes. that's what works and if we're getting people to listen, then God bless him. And, I, yeah, I think Victor's crazy, but I, I look at his feet all the time. <laughs> I, I find it highly entertaining. He I is entertaining. It. You have to look at it like that. And I think that's how we have to look at this. Um, we're, we're doing important work, but if we're not entertaining, no one's going to listen to us. Sam, I agree. I agree. It's got to be entertaining. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to find uh, other like-minded individuals to uh, support. And uh, at some point, uh, the cool people are going to have to rally. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna have to rally now. I know you've got a podcast. What is the, what is the name of your podcast? It's Foo Bar. It's F O O, like in the Foo Bar instead of you know the old Foo Bar. Um, and it's just Wednesday nights. We do our own thing. We're not on any station. It's just uh, my friend Ordy. He's the Amish guy, and we gotcha. just hang out and talk for an hour. And yeah, now what we're doing is um, it, it is not safe for work. It probably is rated R because we are both you know really foul. But what we're trying to do, we're trying to do something good. We're trying to make sure that every time we swear, we're putting a dollar in the Foo Bar swear jar. And we're going to donate that money at the end of every month to a charity so we can do some good with our foul mouths. Uh, we have a lot of fun. And again, I think that's the whole key is making sure we keep it fun and entertaining so people listen. That is fantastic. Sam, yeah. thanks for thanks for being on the show. I want people to check out uh, the Foo Bar podcast on your on your finer podcast networks. <laughs> and and just remember all that all that swear money. That's going to charity. What was the last charity you donated to? We just started doing this in our first charity of St. Jude's. And we let we let people choose. We actually put up four different charities for folks on Twitter to support and vote for. And then uh, after three days, we let them choose. And St. Jude's won this time. Well, the St. Jude's is always going to win. It is. It is. That's, that's just charity. a good one. We're going to take them down and do four new ones next time so that every charity gets a chance to get money from the Foo Bar Swear Jar. All right. Fantastic. Go enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks so much for stopping by. You guys, that was uh, that was Politibunny. We're, we have arrived. We're now an important show. Boom. Take that, America. 
You guys, that was that was Sam Janney, uh, the foo, the Polita Bunny. Follow her on Twitter. You won't you won't be sorry that you did. Hopefully, you already do. I was gonna say I'm pretty uh, sure all our listeners do. I hope so. <laughs> if they're on Twitter, I hope so. It's too funny, but she she has a very bubbly personality. She's I, I liked her energy, and mm-hmm. it is there. You can see why the the whole Polita Bunny thing fits. It works. Yeah. Especially after talking to her, I I I dig it. There's some people. Oh, I love uh, the story about how she got the name. That was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like uh, uh, Polita Bunny, and then there's uh, I was just on this other podcast, uh, uh, Terry O'Brien's. I want to say Dangerous Thinkers or Dangerous Minds, Dangerous mm-hmm. Thinkers. There's people, and this is what uh, the Loftus Party, the website, how we're expanding, and the comment section and the sharing. I want to – we should we should link – what we should do, and we have to vet these people. We have to make sure they're cool uh, and just have links to their podcasts. Mm-hmm. I think that would be awesome. I don't see why we can't do that. We can – that's the one That's the one of the wonderful, wonderful things about the new LoftusParty.com. Oh, I don't want to forget to say this. Guess what we did last week? What? We, we joined the Patreon. Okay. I, I hemmed and hawed about this for a long time. But there's been a couple of people on Facebook saying, dude, uh, you should do it. Get on Patreon. I'll support you. And uh, so we did it. We okay. did a little a little video. If you go to Patreon, I guess Patreon.com, and you look up the Loftus Party, uh, we'd love it if you would support uh, the podcast uh, and support our bloggers and, and all that wonderful stuff. If you do it, it's amazing, and I truly, truly appreciate it. It would be great, but we got to build this thing out. We got to mm-hmm. build this thing out. I want to, I want to support uh, fellow creators, uh, cool people on the right, uh, on the left, whatever. If you're just, I want to have a link to your podcast. I want to support your endeavor. I want it to be um, just a wonderful mishmash of politics and pop culture and fun and podcasts and art and music, the whole nine. So as we build it out, money's an issue. I'm not going to lie. You know, we've been doing this by rubbing two nickels together. And uh, so we're on Patreon now. I gave it a lot of thought, but why not? Why not? I, 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 I think people are essentially good and we can use that money to buy ads to turn more people onto it and build the community and uh, let's see what happens i've always said since the very first episode of of this podcast and of the tv show and all that good stuff uh, it's an experiment and maybe maybe it'll work out maybe it won't i'm thinking it will but i just want to keep this momentum and keep it growing so go to patreon.com and we would appreciate uh, we would appreciate Anything. If it's a nickel, if it's a sandwich, if it's a stolen – no, don't steal nickels or sandwiches. OK. So we are now in the uh, pop culture part of the show. We were just talking – we were talking to Politibunny. Before that, we were talking about the passing of Barbara Bush. And here's a – this one – this one hit me and I want to get past it uh, pretty big. I recently started getting into uh, like EDM. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm fascinated with DJs. Here's I'll t- and I'll tell you why. A lot of people DJs used to just spin records. That was it. And then you had uh, guys like Dr. Dre who would like, you know, take an an old school record like Hey Mr. Postman, and they would mix that in with something new, and they started doing something interesting. But mostly it was sampling. 
Now you've got guys like uh, like Calvin Harris and a bunch of other uh, DJs who are doing original compositions. And I, I really think, and it's my own personal philosophy, that artistically that's got to be the most freeing thing. And, and they're the closest thing to like modern day composers that we have. Because if you think about it, like back in the day, uh, Mozart, Beethoven, that was all pop culture. Those 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 guys were writing hit songs. However, you had to write down the violin part and the cello and yada, yada, yada. So now you have like these pop culture dudes, uh, you know, Calvin Harris and, and, and others who are just creating original. There's a dude named Pogo uh, down in Australia that's doing some really, really interesting stuff. Uh, and we just had a, a kid, uh, Avicii, this, uh, the Scandinavian kid just suddenly, uh, died on vacation yesterday and it was really, really bummed out. He was making some good music. He was there. I tell you what, there's a, there's a lot of, I, I kind of got into it backwards and I'm not the, you know, I don't, I don't live for this kind of music. I, you know, give me my Rolling Stones uh, give me the clash, all this other stuff. But I have a new appreciation for like for EDM and this like there's this group uh, Odessa that's they do amazing stuff. But this this poor kid, this uh, that lifestyle, man, uh, DJing and these that that killed him. It killed him. They don't have the exact cause of death right now. The kid the kid was like 29 years old and, you know, raves, these big parties. I, I, I literally think he, he drank himself to death and it just bums yeah, me out. There's no real valid reason for a 29-year-old to die suddenly. Yeah. It, it's, As a it's general just, rule. <laughs> it just really – and I don't know why. I was shocked by it. I was uh, on the plane and uh, you know, you turn your, your phone back on. I'm scrolling through and I'm like, Avicii died. I'm like, what in the heck? And then you find out he had like acute pancreatitis like when he was 26 from uh, from the booze. So, hey, everybody, uh, take it easy. Enjoy your EDM, but take it easy on the booze. Okay, here's uh, now we're going to get to the jealousy portion of the show. I think that you, uh, Liberty Gimlet, I think that you a couple days a ago posted a picture of, do you already have your tickets for the Avengers? Yeah. I'm insanely jealous. Is that this Friday? Um, I'm actually going Thursday. Uh, like at a midnight showing? Uh, 7 p.m. Wow. That's great. And I've I been to enough jealous. movies now that I get the free popcorn. Boom. Boom. You're owning it. It's are you, a are you, double freaking win for me. Is it an AMC theater? Yeah. Wow! So I got the I'm in the I'm in the one with the big comfy seats too. That is the weirdest logo in the world. Do you go to AMC? Uh, yeah, I do. When do I'm in, have the when big, I'm in New York, do they have the big D theater when you're where you go? No, they don't. Oh my God, I am so gonna take a picture of this logo. Whenever, I tell you what, whenever I go to the movie, it's automatically the big D theater. No, no, they, it's it's big digital, and they call it the big D. Right? Yeah, they and do. You get the these, big D. You get these really nice, comfy chairs, but the logo for this thing is the most phallic thing you have ever seen. It's like, it's like a big D on the top, and it it, it comes off to the side of, of of the big D, and like the D's start off small and get bigger and bigger and bigger until they're just one on the top. I looked, I'm like with my daughter the first time I see this thing, and I just started laughing. She's like, "Mom, seriously, stop!" I'm like, "That looks like a dick." She's like, "I know." 
That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I'm so jealous. This is this is again like you've beaten me to the last three or four big movies, and I don't know when I'm going to be able to see the Avengers. So I'm going to have to do I'm going to have to do the social media blackout. I yeah, you probably are because I got to decide whether I'm seeing Solo next week too. Oh, I totally am. I gotta, so you're going to go see Solo, but you're not going to go see The Avengers? No, I just have to figure out which one I'm going to be able to get to first. I think I'm going to I think I'm going to flip it. I think I'm going to go to Solo first and then I'll go uh, Solo see comes the out Avengers. first. Does it really? Yeah, I think that one's first. Like oh, I thought 24th. I thought it was I thought it was Avengers first and then no, Solo. No, they're like the 24th and Avengers are the 27th. I think we determined last time we were on. Oh wow, that's 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 a tough. Although those are complimentary movies, if you go to the movie theater and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I want to see uh, Han Solo," and it's sold out, mm-hmm. you will definitely get a ticket for the Avengers. Oh, and yeah. if you go to the Avengers and it's sold out, you'll go see Solo. And then, I and cannot then, wait for Solo. Ooh, and then and then what? I'm scared of Solo. I'm either gonna love it or I'm gonna hate it. There's there's nothing. There there will be no middle ground there. It's strange. I feel like it's already a winner in a really? weird way. Yeah. Because it can't and... suck as bad as The Last Jedi. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you laugh. I'm but sorry. on the plane on the plane right out here, yeah. the dude two seats over is watching The Last Jedi. And you're like, dude, don't. And it annoyed me so bad. Even though I knew I was going to fall asleep, <laughs> I put on Rogue One. Oh <laughs> I'm like, God. this is a better uh, – that that Star Wars movie, and I can't shake it. I cannot I, shake it. No, it your is, anger is real. <laughs> it is. It's not like some put-upon bo- – it, it, nope, I literally – I have a physical it's, reaction. It's this genuine, is the first, folks. It is, this is 100% the Star genuine. Wars movie I will not buy. I don't really? want to buy it. I don't want to own it on Blu-ray. The story is garbage. Uh, from a screenwriting standpoint, it's garbage. It's just hot garbage. The whole similarity between the casino planet and Battlestar Galactica, some particular episode. I'm like, <laughs> you people are such geeks. I can't even. It's like, uh, how do you was... know that? How do you know that? Well, because you're a nerd, uh, first and foremost. However, uh, I think that's grasping at straws. The whole casino planet, that was just let's go to school. That's like stop with the movie. We're about to go to school. And it was just uh, just god awful. OK, I want to I want to circle back before we run out of time. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to circle back to um, what I think is great about Han Solo and what my fears are for uh, the Avengers. First, I'll go to Han Solo. Here's the great thing. What a lot of people probably don't realize so the two guys who were directing Solo were fired. They only had a few weeks left to go. Ron Howard is such a fantastic director that he came in uh, and he reshot the entire movie. I just thought he did a few scenes. I just thought he like picked up a few scenes. He's like, nope, we're going to keep the wide shot and I'm going to redo everybody's close-ups and all the two shots. And he redid the whole movie. So – just that there's a Han Solo movie in in theaters is kind of a win. And I guess uh, the kid who plays Han Solo, his performance uh, got a whole lot better. From what I've seen – now, granted, trailers lie. Trailers lie. Because like the last – Trailers Je- the last always Jedi, have the best stuff. 
Yes, they do. Yeah. And it's always – and this is like what I talked about in Star Wars The Last Jedi, the commercial for the Blu-ray trailer. They don't advertise the crap that everybody hated. That's Disney. That's Disney knowing they screwed the pooch. Right. Uh, but I tell you what. There's a the new trailer for Han Solo when uh, he's he's playing cards and he has Chewbacca look at his cards and Chewbacca just starts laughing. Mm-hmm. I laughed out loud. I think it's going to be a fun – it's going to be a fun fun ride and you're like oh that's how he got the millennium falcon oh look and uh and uh, donald glover as billy d williams i think he's gonna steal the show yep i'm looking forward to it okay so here's what has me uh, See, worried about I, the i'm more scared that i'm not gonna like solo and i'm not scared of the avengers well here's here's the thing now With you're gonna the, make me scared yes okay because you're going to and then and this is by no means to take away from the incredible job they've done with the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. It's insane. I can't say that enough. When you go – when you buy your tickets uh, to, to the Avengers, you know you're going to a funeral. You know someone's going to die. Well, I know and Vision's, it's a Vision's dead. Vision's dead. You can tell just by the Scarlet Witch's face in the, in the trailer. But you know what? Here's the deal. I don't I, – here's – I, I go back and forth, and it's got to be frustrating for people. I don't think – here's – I think Vision's just going to lose his powers. I think he's still going to have his robot body. He's still going to be able to talk. He just doesn't have his powers. That's what the Infinity Stone does for him. So that's great. You have to – You have to, here's the deal. You have to nip Vision in the bud because he's just too powerful. Then you got to get rid of uh, Doctor Strange's powers as a writer. Writing this movie – because uh, Doctor Strange in his movie, he goes, oh, I know what I'll do. I'm going to use the Infinity Stone and I'll roll time backwards and I'll put the I'll put the bad guy, you know, in an, an infinite time loop. And that's how I'll solve the problem. So you can't let him do that again. So uh, so Vision has to go. He has to lose his powers. And then you've got to get rid of Doctor Strange's powers right away. Now it's just a matter of who's going to die. And if it's just one person, I just saw an interview with Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. doing a uh, retrospective because literally you can go back to Iron Man and the huge gamble they took on casting him. And listen, they didn't knock it out of the park with the Hulk. No, movie, I'm not a big fan of Ruffalo. In, nope. No, this I'm talking pre-Ruffalo. I'm talking oh. about the, the movie they did with like Nick Nolte uh, and John Woo directed it. That one was – was a dog. Then they tried to reboot it with uh, Ed Norton, and that one was a dog. And then they're like, "Okay, well, let's get John Favreau and uh, and Robert Downey Jr. We'll give them a couple bucks to do an Iron Man." And they crushed it. And that's really where uh, Marvel found its footing. Mm-hmm. I saw an interview with Robert Downey Jr. and he was really bummed. He was really bummed. Like this is the end of the line for him. And I'm like, "Holy crap!" It never occurred to me. That they could kill Iron Man, but they might. Like, I, I have a good feeling it might be Captain America, and now I'm thinking they might kill Iron Man. Someone, someone ain't coming back, and that's what makes me scared. Well, I'm Boom. bringing Kleenex because this was a foregone conclusion. Yes, that somebody's going to die. I don't know if I'm going to be saddened by it or not. We'll just have oh, to see. Oh, you will be. If, even if it's uh, uh, Chris Evans, Captain America. And I tell you. I listen, was always Team Cap. Uh, yes. Yes. But here's the deal. Like here's where – here's what what takes kind of the sting out of it. Uh, 
he he's getting political with his tweets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And if I'm his PR guy, so that's what we, well that's what makes me think it's Captain America because he's he's being so free and easy with his political tweets. He's like, what are you gonna do? Sue me? I don't do your movies anymore. Uh, well. But it, he shouldn't be doing it. You're ca- for crying out loud. You're Captain America. You're, you're Captain, Captain America. America. They just celebrated 80 years of Superman. And it and I, I yep. tweeted this out. I tweeted this out. Too bad they can't make a good Superman movie. Yes. <laughs> Too bad. they can, And this is what I tweeted. Too bad you've if, ruined them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mine, mine was hopefully uh, the DC Cinematic Universe and DC Comics and Warner Brothers can find someone that loves Superman the way Richard Donner did. Richard well. Donner in that first movie with Christopher Reeves, and I know it's not politically correct to say it, but like Christopher Reeves stood there in the tights, the whole nine. He goes, uh, "Truth, justice, in the American way." That's mm-hmm. that's Superman. I'm that's sorry, Superman. I know it's I know it's 2017, but it's truth, justice, in the American way, and, and you can't shy that, away from that. He doesn't make that. He was just pitiful in Justice League. It was like uh, that dude and his faces, and like, yeah, I know you just came back from the dead, but Superman would have rocked that. You're not being really super here. No. They they tried to do this thing. DC did. And I can see why. I can see why. Because it's not it's not fun or or that interesting to write for a Boy Scout. Because his decisions are always very easy. It's hard to make him uh, conflicted. And so they try to do this thing where Superman's the outsider. And I'm, I don't feel good being a blah, blah, blah. No, it's no. truth, justice, the American way. He's going to get the kitten out of the tree. He's going to yep. be nice to the old lady. He's going to try to do right by Lois Lane. Uh, and now Brainiac's right. – it's horrible. It's horrible. Same it's with lazy. Captain America. Captain America, though, uh, they that's part of his thing. The the whole I woke up, I woke up and all my friends are dead and this is kind of weird in America. They, but they, he's they, still nice a, to old ladies and we get a kitten out of a tree. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> They're going to kill him. He's a dead man. Dead Stop man walking. It. Stop it. Okay. It's Sunday night. We're wrapping it up. I'm going to – it's so hard for me to watch TV shows. There's just two – we live in the golden age of television, you guys. Westworld season two starts tonight. It's an HBO thing. Uh, and I'll be honest. Uh, I watch it for the violence and the nudity. That's it. Hot hot naked robot chicks. <laughs> well, season I one don't was have HBO, bad. so – I won't be viewing the hot robot naked chicks, but I did find you an account over on MeWe. I oh yes, I started yeah. one. No, no, you have one, but I meant in terms of you're like, oh, really? That exists? Oh, it exists. What exists? What are you talking about? Uh, full frontal nudity. Oh, on MeWe, yeah, yeah, we were talking. That's fantastic. I have spent no time there, and I apologize, uh, dear gentle listeners. I've had a few people reach out, and they're like, "Oh, you made another connection on MeWe," and I literally, uh, I locked down my name, uh, and and I'm there. And you're still I, a taco. I, I've spent. I'm still a taco. I haven't. <laughs> yeah. Like they always don't start me off like that. They're like, now you need to make a profile. And I'm like, okay. And I'm sitting there and I haven't showered and, I, and I'm in an old Hanes V-neck t-shirt and I, and I look like a hunk of garbage. And they're like, let's take your profile picture. And I'm like, click. I will get back to you later. I don't, <laughs> don't want to act 
Like, what, that should be the last thing you do. Like, how old are you? What sex are you? What interests you? Let me answer some questions before you say, roll cameras. All right. I'm going to have to fix your profile then. Yeah, I'm still a taco. Okay, so I'm very excited. Uh, I'm not a crazy numbers person. However, uh, um, uh, this two funny things before we go for the day. Uh, 3,300 on – I was very happy. Somebody was lucky number 3,300 in terms of uh, subs on YouTube. The YouTube channel just keeps just chugging along. I love it. I, I'm falling deeply in love with the YouTube channel, and I would like to thank uh, Congress and everybody uh, for holding Zuckerberg's feet to the fire. And you probably noticed this too on Facebook. Uh, suddenly, magically, mystically, our uh, our Facebook reach has increased. Hmm. Yeah. If you look at the, like the total numbers of views, because uh, we were pulling down some huge numbers on on the vlog on Facebook and suddenly they diminished they diminished and then Zuckerberg went and talked to Congress and this week bum, 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 it's back, back to up. normal yeah and yeah. I'm sorry but that was a funny ass vlog me interviewing Jim Comey no that, that was funny was, it was hilarious I loved it okay you guys I want to say thanks to uh, Bunny, uh for stopping by Sam Janney you're fantastic thank you so much for doing it uh, when we speak next, you will have seen the Avengers. That's going to be tough. I will. That's going to be a tough day for us. And um, so, uh, but I I totally respect your wish to know nothing. What's I'm gonna really going to gonna mess with you is if I've seen both Solo and the Avengers, which is kind of a reason I may need to go. Oh golly, it's going to be a tough week next week. It's going to be a tough week. I know, I know, and I, I'm I'm most assuredly seeing Deadpool two before you do. Oh my gosh! I watched that last night. Oh, the I trailer. Watched... Oh, no, I watched. Trailer. I watched Deadpool again, and man, that movie holds up. Good lord, it holds Ryan up. Ryan Reynolds is hysterical, but just the lines from the Deadpool two trailer alone. And, oh, and I mean, laugh out loud. Reynolds even pulls it off in his tweets about the movie. Hey, come see Deadpool two. You never get a third and chance to make a second impression. And I'm just like, dude, you actually think like that guy. I guess, well, and, and I know we covered this a long time ago, but, like, he has been a fan of Deadpool for ages and ages and ages and really, really struggled and fought, and I give him a lot of credit. He fought tooth and nail to get that first Deadpool movie made, and he has the voice of that character down. Yep. He, that's the that's the role he was made to play. It is so funny. The first I watched the first one last night on FX. Yep. And I'm laughing out loud. And oh my gosh, when he calls uh, Josh Brolin's character uh, Thanos, <laughs> he's like, lighten up, Thanos. Cracks me up. I, I love that yeah. crap. I no. love it. And, and the, the outtakes from this one are funny. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. All right. Well, hey, uh, go check us out on uh, Patreon. And I want to say uh, thanks to all the bloggers. You guys, stop by theloftestparty.com. Uh, that site is now for real. That is for real. That prints, uh, that print, there, there's so many great, there's so many great articles. There's so much great stuff there. And we're just going to keep bringing people in. We're just going to keep building the community. It's fantastic. Thanks for your support. I will see you guys next week. 